Bitch, this your favorite song. Translation, when I keep my me, I see culo. Yo quiero que mi huevo si papi mores. Espero tu pase puto bendejo el pinche cabrón. Let's get it nice like this. I'm a night like this. Sword in my hand, I fight like this. And I'm more than a man, I'm a god. Bitch, too shay on god. Two play trap and a two tits pop out of that tank top and ball. And when I say do, 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 bitch, that BK does. Yo, what's up? We're back in the break room. Me, Charles, but right in front of me through the screen. Evan Schumore, you know, we're here on Zoom again, once again. Guys, schedules be uh, going crazy, so, you know, can't out with the studio. But we're here again for y'all. Bro, what's going on, man? Man, is out here, you know, got a, a, another high school soccer game to get to tonight to uh, do that for Texan Live. So, hey, you know, okay. back at it again and with uh, episode 43, so. For sure, man. How many soccer games you you done? Uh, uh, too many. Um, <laughs> let's see. I've done, what, like five in the last, like, Two weeks? Mm. Yeah. Nah, I remember when I called my first uh, soccer game, well, that was like, I, I, I knew, I, I spent like a week looking up like terminology and everything and still <laughs> only knew like a, maybe an eighth of everything I, like I, that actually goes on in soccer. Oh, yeah, bro. I was out there just trying my best, you know, just worse with the worst. I'm identifying who's got the ball, you know. Maybe, you know, talk about the season they had. I was doing that. I was running through their, like, schedules, talking about, oh, you know, they started off their season like this. Because, you know, you have two 40-minute halves. So, like, yeah. that's 80 minutes of, like, stuff I got to talk about. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I let, let, let it quiet down, you know, let the, let the you know, hear the crowd or something, you know. I, it, you know how it's so hard to continuously go for, like, a whole 40 yeah. minutes. So, you know, you got to pace yourself. And, you know, I only have so much information. And, you know, you know how it is whenever teams don't have, like, stats or anything and make, it makes it a lot harder. Well, some teams did, some teams didn't. So, you know, I just try my best. <laughs> I understand, man. Well, good luck for the rest of the day, man. And uh, getting into the show for everybody, it's March, it's March Madness. We ain't actually even really talked about a lot about a lot was going on in March with March Madness. <laughs> so, you know, U of H had made, I think it was the Elite Eight. Ended up losing to Villanova. Unfortunately, low-scoring game, right? Houston was ranked number five. Villanova was ranked second. U of H is out, and now we got the final four. Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, Kansas. Just for uh, just, just keep it brief. Let me say that. Who do you think is going to kind of win it all, pull away with everything? So, I'm going with Villanova. Okay. I picked them to win in my bracket. So, like, hey. You, you know, picked them to win in your bracket? Side. But yeah, yes, I did because I thought they yeah, they had the best chance. I picked uh I think I had them versus Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. But we saw that, you know, Gonzaga didn't want to uh, you know, be great yet again. Yeah. Um, so uh, it is what it is with that. But hey, you know, I, I I'm gonna take Villanova. Who how about you? Oh man, it was tough uh between who went it all. I was really stuck between Kansas and North Carolina, but um because I really thought North Carolina was gonna get bounced out a little earlier. Just because mm-hmm. they played some close games. And so I'm like, well, they look gonna run out. But then they didn't. They, they kind of kept it going. So you wanna hear something I'm, horrible? What's up? <laughs> I picked Marquette to beat North Carolina in the first round. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Well, I can see that, that. that right there was my worst pick, uh I, I, I believe. I don't I can't remember the last time North Carolina got bounced out in the first round. You know, I, those eight and nines. You know, like sevens and tens, like six and elevens. Like I really like those um, those uh, underdogs in those situations. I, I just I feel like they're more probable, and a lot of times you know, they they do win. And we you know, we saw it even this year, like with Notre Dame beating uh, Alabama. Like I I picked that one as well. Mm. 
Uh-huh. I mean, you know, we all like a good under, underdog story. You know, hey, me and my Detroit picks. And <laughs> sometimes they just never come through for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they uh, embarrass you. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they embarrass you. But, it's you know, we can't blame us for believing in them. Um, but, yeah. So, but if I was just a pick, I'm, I'm, like I said, I might roll with the underdog on this just because I thought they were going to get bounced out a lot early on than they did. So, uh, I might go with North Carolina. So, I respect it because in this situation for what it is now, I'm going to take North Carolina to, to be Duke because, like, like you said, they're, they're just hot. Mm-hmm. So, I'll, I'll take Villanova over North Carolina in the championship game. Okay, Villanova North, over North Carolina. And, obviously, y'all be picking North Carolina over Villanova. So, uh, like I said, well, actually, I'm picking Kansas over Villanova, and I'm picking uh, North Carolina probably over Kansas. But – Okay, so hey, so we got our uh, our championship picks for March Madness. And hey, going on, like, if you listen to us last episode, we had a lot going on with the NFL. Just and actually, even more went on right after our show was posted. So, but now we got Bruce Arians is moving from the head coach position, moving up to the front office, and now Todd Bowles is taking over. So, congratulations to the NFL. You now have two head black coaches in the league now. <laughs> One of them, which you had nothing to do with, but hey, you made it happen. Numbers have increased, but um. And so, what do you think about Bruce Arians moving on? You know, he he came out with a quote, and uh, this isn't exactly what he said, but but you know, yeah, along yeah. the lines, what he said was, you know, I didn't do anything really. It was all my assistant coaches this year. So, if that was the case, then which I'm sure it isn't. He's giving them probably a lot more credit than mm-hmm. you know. Because, you know, he's just trying to be like, oh, you know, they're, we're going to be all right and everything because he's moving to the front office. So he's still going to have the best interests of the team in mind when he's speaking to the media and, uh, you know, t- talking to people. So I think that Bruce Arians being involved still, hey, no, nah, I, I don't think that can hurt. He probably still wants to, you know, be involved and, you know, be hands on without being, you know, the head coach. Because mm-hmm. that's a lot on him. And he already has had a health issues and was already retired before. So I, I think overall it's a good move for the Bucks. What about you? I think it's a good move for the Bucs. Um, Todd Bowles is a pretty competent guy, especially like on the defensive, well, obviously defense coordinator. Absolutely. Um, I think that, well, let me tell you what I hope doesn't happen. I'm not trying to sound, be so pessimistic either, but you know how like when one leader moves, from, uh, like kind of moves away from that head spot, but it's still around the area, how sometimes that can be confusing to the people behind them. Example. So, like, let's say, and I'm not saying that it's not trying to uh, condemn Bruce Aaron's character because obviously I don't know him, but I don't want things to turn into, like, a, what's the team I'm thinking of? I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the Cowboys. I can't think of uh, Jerry Jones. You know what I mean? So Jerry Jones isn't the head coach, but kind of quasi the head coach. You know what I mean? Heavily involved with the team. Uh, not calling plays, but is really heavily involved. Players know his face is what I'm trying to say. And I'm just saying that, you know, not knowing necessarily uh, Bruce Arians for myself, just saying that really just playing devil's, devil's advocate here. I hope that him still being present and him not necessarily being fired, just kind of moving on, you know, of his own free will, that there isn't like a conflict of not interest, but just a conflict, just a small conflict. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, I feel. Yeah, that will be, but just like, just to play devil's advocate. Yeah, and I mean, Jerry Jones does that because he's like the owner, the GM, and something else, some other, like a chairman, like, you know, he's, he, he's all, he is the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> he is, like he, like I said, he is the owner, he gets a heavy say, but it's like when you hire head coaches, you kind of want them to head coach, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're so 
mud that, you know, somebody needs to say something. But next on our list, we had another de- un- more deals, right? So the, oh, biggest yes. one, the biggest one, well, really, it depends on what you think. To just uh, continue on just uh, an absurd offseason. Tariq Hill to the Dolphins. Five picks. And then they turned around and gave him four years and $120 million. You like that? You like that? He got paid. He and got they paid. paid to get him. So, like, they had to pay – you know, in, in multiple ways to, to, to get him there. So, hey, you know, congratulations to Tyree Kill, first off, for, you know, getting a bag. Hey, you know, I, 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 a you bag. Know, when, when, when you a Juco guy, hey, you know, I, I respect it. Uh, thanks. And so with the Dolphins, bro, like, what, what do you first think about this deal? Do you think, like, the Dolphins came up or and the uh, Chiefs took a step back or the Chiefs came up and or everybody just came up in this one and said that? Did everybody come up in this one or did some people lose? So I would say the winner of this trade is the Miami Dolphins. The Chiefs, even though they get all those picks, I I would still call them the loser because losing Tyreek Hill is something that I just can't see being any type of a positive thing for this Chiefs offense. Like we really haven't seen Patrick Mahomes have to play without him besides, you know, for like a game here or there, whenever Tyreek Hill be hurt. I just I think that Travis Kelsey is going to be asked to do a lot more. Now Travis Kelsey is going to get even more attention than he does already. And the rest of the receiving core, I'm not convinced Juju is going to be able to be that guy to step up and, you know, replace, you know, the, uh, the deep threat or anything like that. They got uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling over from Green Bay. I mean, good, good, good for him that he got a multi-year deal, but he can't catch the football. Like, like yeah. he, he runs fast. He can get open down the football field, but – this dude drops touchdowns literally all the time, and it's just – it's painful to watch. <laughs> Man. Okay, so look, three kill came to the league in 2016, and Patrick Mahomes started in 2018. Since Patrick Mahomes came into the league and started for the Chiefs, right, mm-hmm. there's only one season when Tariq Hill didn't have 1,000-plus yards. That was 2019. That's production that's going to oh, be missed. Let me read off his yards. So, for 2018, he had 1,000. Uh, 1,479 yards. 2019 was his down year. He had 860. 2020, 1,276. And then 2021, 1,239. And like you said, I, for me, it's like, why would you miss up a good thing? I, mean, I granted, they, I guess he, they just didn't have the money he wanted. I, think I mean, he, I he guess, saw the bag that, that Devontae Adams got and said, hey, I, I, I need something like that. And Yeah. I mean, the only reason that Tyreek Hill uh, back in uh, 2019 didn't have 1,000 yards because he only played in 12 games. So. Mm-hmm. He would have gotten. He would have even eclipsed that had had he played. Um, yeah. More so. So, what do you think this means for Tua? It means for Tua, there, there's no excuses. They, they got Teron Armstead in there. They, uh, you know, got picked up uh, another uh, offensive lineman that I'm blanking on right now. They also have Jalen Waddle, you know, back from college. You know, that's a teammate connection right there. He'll go into year two, and I feel like he'll learn a lot from Tyreek Hill. And man, Tyreek Hill. In a possible Debo Samuel role is what you know some rumors have been. That would be that would be something. That would oh be god. something very interesting. Oh god! Did you <laughs> are you are you saying what Debo Samuel's rumors? Yeah. So you know uh, Mike McDaniel's you know said that he wants to use uh, Tyreek Hill like a uh, Debo Samuel. Okay. Oh, like Debo Samuel. Yeah, okay. like in the same role. Like, yeah, okay, okay. Him, you know, running all the jet sweeps, you know, getting the ball to him a lot, you know, a lot of rushing attempts and stuff like that, you know, getting oh. the ball him to, to him behind the line of scrimmage on screens and things of that nature. So, 
Oh, I thought you said, I thought you meant like they're going to try to attempt to like get Debo Samuels. I'm like, oh, no, no. no. I'm like, are they going to have to like what, sell a soul or something? Like, <laughs> literally, yeah. <laughs> they haven't already. Yeah, man. What's. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, that the, the Tyree Kill like trade was crazy because they gave up two first round picks and two second round picks and two third round picks. And it's like, and then they, they like swapped like uh, fourth rounders, I believe, as well. So it's like, what in the world is going on here, bro? Like five draft picks? Right. And yeah, that's a lot. But I mean, he's what, 28 years old, I think? Something like that, yeah. Something like that. So he's going to be around for some time to come. And I'm pretty sure. And I'm, I'm not sure where is he from. Is he a Florida guy? Oh, uh, uh, hold on. It says right here that he was born in Douglasville, Georgia. Uh, Georgia. Yeah, but I think yeah. he. Uh, I think he might have like grew up around Miami, maybe. Because mm-hmm. like I understand, he said that like Miami is like home to him, and I was like, yeah. maybe maybe he spent some time over there. Right, maybe so. Might have some family there. You know, I know a lot of people from Georgia that go visit Florida all the time. So yeah, exactly. You know, it's you know a little, little, little eight hours away from like. Orlando to Atlanta. Yeah. And I forgot, yeah, you lived in Georgia, so you already know. Yeah, yeah. I lived in mm. Tampa, Florida, and I lived uh, in Atlanta, Georgia. So, yep. Yeah, man. And then on the other side of the ball, so we got Bobby Wagner signs a five-year deal, five-year 50 mil with the Rams. And that is just – That's that's scary. I ne- scary. I never would have thought <laughs> Like, So, look, hey, look, uh, I don't know if you saw this. So, two of the players, two players with the most all-pro, all first-team all-pro selections are one Aaron Donald with seven, and then – Bobby Wagner was six, both playing in the front seven. Like, and you got Jalen Ramsey in the back end. Yeah, so you have in all three levels of the defense, you just have X factors out there. Bro, it's, it's I don't, cheap. It's a cheap. And I think, are they the only team that's going to probably even attempt stuff like this? I, I can't imagine that some teams are going to have to follow suit. And, like, I mean, but he, he, he chose to go to there to the Rams over the Ravens. And it's like the Ravens were, you know, a pretty good fit. And then I think that would be, you know, nice, you know, to have him uh, over there in the, the purple and black. So, but he picked to go to a division rival. What does that say about Seattle? That was my question. I don't know. Look, does he have a bad taste in his mouth? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what, if him and Russ, you know, I'm pretty sure they're pretty tight. Uh, DK Metcalf said that they were always the uh, two most vocal leaders on the Seahawks team. And so I'm pretty sure that they probably had their own thoughts and ideas of Seattle. Both of them are now currently gone. So, I mean, we can kind of infer, I guess, a little bit. Like, once one left, it's like, okay, and now it's time for me to go. So I guess, man, because look, it looks like, you know, the Rams probably about to be running that division for at least a little minute. Hey. <laughs> I, they, I, I still say don't sleep on the 49ers, man. If they keep re-upping like this. Yeah, it's going to be hard to keep up yeah. with. You're absolutely right. Like, I, in the NFC, the way the way it's looking, I mean, I, I said this on the last uh, episode, it's really just looking like the, the Rams and the Buccaneers is the favorites coming out the NFC, while the AFC is looking like it's going to be a slugfest to get up out of there. Yeah. And now, yeah, with, so with that, bro, I don't even – and granted, like I say, the Bucks are like Bucks are a great team. They won not this past year, the year before that. And so – and then the Rams won this year. So the only two uh, actual, you know, Super Bowl caliber teams, I guess, in like past, what, three years? I forgot who won the year before them, before the uh, Bucks. Before the Bucks? Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the uh, Chiefs and the 49ers. Chiefs and 49ers. Yeah, so it was the Chiefs. 
Yeah. So yeah, man, I, I have no idea what the who can re, who else can really compete with him because I don't know what Tom's going to do with this whole retirement thing and then coming back. I don't know if he's going to retire again after this year or whatever. Like it, you know. Well, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by now. No, it's not fun anymore. No. Not even. It's hard to speculate for years to come, but if, like if he does leave, then I don't think the Bucks are really going to be anything unless they just get some spectacular quarterback. But after this round, I don't think there's any more too many too many more quarterbacks just moving around like that. Yeah, because, I mean, you got, what, Baker Mayfield out there still available? <laughs> but anywho. And if he's the cream of the crop, then uh, I'll have to pass. Yeah, so <laughs> might as well just take your chance in the draft. So Next uh, next pod, we're going to have uh, some, some good uh, NFL draft uh, talk because NFL draft is coming up uh, now at the end of the month because we're recording this here on uh, the 1st of April, April Fool's Day. Congratulations. Yeah, we definitely got April. Y'all bamboozled. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw about LeBron tweeted, but we're going to get into that next segment as well. So make sure you stay tuned for the NBA segment. Yeah, man. So, yeah, we'll be right back, man. Follow us on the Breakroom HOU and the Breakroom Podcast on Instagram and the Breakroom Podcast one on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter at three dot last underscore king. Follow Evan at Evan Schumar TV. Yeah, man. So we'll be right back, man. Y'all take it easy. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get into the NBA segment of the show. And, you know, today's April Fool's Day, and uh, I was just casually scrolling on Twitter, and I seen LeBron tweet, oh, I'm going to be out for the rest of the season, see y'all in the fall. And I'm like, bro, like, I thought you were supposed to, like, come back real soon. You know, him and uh, Anthony Davis supposed to be making a comeback. And, uh, yeah, then I just, like, locked my phone. And then um, the date flashed on there. I was like, oh, yeah, it got me. Gotcha. Yeah. 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 I, I felt really stupid. Like, <laughs> I was just like, come on now. <laughs> no, nah, I saw that too. Then I looked at some of the comments and I saw uh, somebody said, yeah, you're, this season is an April Fool's joke. And I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, they took it there. They, they, they took it there. Okay. Yeah. yeah who would have thought that the Memphis Grizzlies would be in second seed right now oh. with uh, what? what? Yeah. Nine nine more days left to play. That is crazy. So before, yeah, we on Zoom. So yeah, sometimes you know it goes out a little bit. But yeah, um, now nah, the Grizzlies are definitely surprising everybody. And you know, just to talk about um, how good they are, even when Jaws not playing, it's just another thing that. Now I'm not saying that the Grizzlies are going to go off and win the finals, or anything, or even make the finals. But for them to be holding the second seed. Maybe Western Conference, you know what I'm saying, or something like that. I don't see them as a first round bounce at all this year. Hey, they they hot. Or they're going from a planned tournament team to, you know, looking like they're probably going to finish in second place. Yeah, and still going with that. Talking about playing the Lakers that fell out of the playing slot, playing mm-hmm. tournament slot, and now they're um, Anthony Davis has looked probably come back today, possibly today. And so, does that mean anything? Nah, I don't think so. Not really. Um, at least not from my end. Well, how about you? What do you think? Anthony Davis coming back, I believe, will definitely help the Los Angeles Lakers. I mean, so they're, they have the same record right now, 31 and 45. The Spurs are the one in the final uh, playing spot, the 10th seed. So, I think that the Lakers will probably 
uh, surpass them and end up getting into the playing tournament. So you, so you think you'll change their, uh, like they'll go deeper into the playoffs? <sighs> so if, if they get in as the eighth seed, they'll have to play the Suns. And we saw that last year. And, you know, you'll have LeBron and AD coming off of, uh, you know, some time off. So if they're not coming out hot, I don't know if there's enough time for them to kind of get into rhythm. So I would just really hope that they would come out like that. And uh, it could be looking like a possible first round bounce again for the Los Angeles Lakers, but I wouldn't count LeBron out. I, I, I like, you know how you can't bet against Tom Brady. I just, I have a hard time betting against LeBron James. So I said it's going to be a first round bounce. I don't know, but the Suns are a damn good basketball team. Yeah. See, now, when I say, do I think AD coming back will save them? No. Do they? Will they make the playing tournament possibly just because, like, exactly what you said? LeBron is a champion. He's he's a winner. He's a winner. He's just a winner. And so, do I think he can probably will his way in? And also having Anthony Davis will definitely help a lot of that. Yes. But do I think they'll beat the Suns? No. If, if, like, if they play the Suns. Mm-hmm. Or even if they make the um, – if the Grizzlies remain, like, the, like number two – I'm not sure. I'm not so sure. I don't think so. Um, these teams have been consistent all season versus the Lakers who've been, besides LeBron, the model of inconsistency the entire season. So I don't think always down is going to come back and come to the rescue with a cape on. I don't think that's going to be the guy. I don't think he's the guy for that one. Um, now, if LeBron comes out and turns into 2018 LeBron with the Cavs and just, you know, flies into the rescue and, rescues the season, then, you know, maybe. Other than that, nah, I don't I don't really see too much changing for them. I think they'll be home come uh, playoff time. Fair enough. You want to go ahead and shift our attention to the East, bro? Because I think that the East is going to have a very, very interesting playoffs because, you know, the Cavs, you know, they got off to a hot, hot start. You know, they were up in the, you know, two, three, four seed range for, for quite a while. And, you know, they, they fell down to the seven seed. So right now we got the first seed heat, Bucks at two, Celtics at three, 76ers at four, Bulls at five, Raptors at six, Cavs at seven. And then at the eighth seed, you have the Brooklyn Nets, ninth, Hornets, and the 10th, Hawks. So, like, right now, this is looking like the 10 teams are going to be in the play-in because the Knicks are about six games back. So, I, I, I don't think they're going to be able to find their way in. Uh, the miracles will have to happen, and the Hawks would have to just basically drop every game from here on out. So, the Nets – are going to have to go to the plane what, what, like with, you know, Kyrie coming back and everything. Like, do you, do, do you think they'll have any problem with that? Or do you think they'll just sweep their way through that? Uh, I think they can make the play. I think they'll have a, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. Um, all the team, like the only team I'm afraid of them playing really uh, the Nets to play are the books. Really like the books, the 76ers, um, the Heat are the number one, the number one team in the East right now, but the Heat they can be beat. Like I'm, it's it's more so matchup for me with the East right now. I think the Heat are a great matchup for the Brooklyn Nets. Tell me why? Because I, I I feel like the Heat can just match up with them, and they they have enough defense and they have enough depth to go around. And, uh, you know, they'll even though they are the better team, they'll still do enough to like harass them. And like, I still feel like people will look at them as like an underdog if they were to play. So I feel like, you know, they would surprise a lot of people and people are going to realize who the Miami actually are. And if they have to play them in um, the playoffs, I think that, uh, you know, in a seven game series, I I think I think I might take the heat in in seven right there. Maybe, Maybe six. 
See, okay, see, I see what you mean. Like, the Celtics are the best defensive team in the East right now. Granted, they uh they just had, I forgot what's his name. He just got hurt. Um, I think it was was this his calf or Achilles or something like that. I'm I'm trying to I'm not trying to butcher his injury. But as far as matchups, I don't really see granted, like we went Kyrie comes uh fully back and I don't know was I forgot how Joe Harris's injury was looking. Just from what I saw last year with the Nets in the playoffs, there's really nothing I can put past them. And that was, for the most part, that was almost KD alone with a hobble James Harden. But at the same time, you know, James had a quiet 20. KD almost carried along. Yeah, Joe Harris is uh, out for the season. Out for the season? Okay. Uh, ankle surgery. Ankle surgery, okay. Go ahead, excuse me. So, Seth back? Yeah, Seth Curry, yeah, yeah. Seth he, is back. He was hooping, uh, okay. Last night versus uh, the Bucks. That was actually a really good game. I, oh, I couldn't make that one. I had to go out and work, uh, DoorDash stuff. <laughs> oh, bro. Like, yeah, the the, the Bucks. Uh, so, and there was like a minute span. Ugh, man, it was like the last like two minutes of the game. They got fouled and hit and missed three free throws. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, those might come back to haunt you. But, you know, they ended up uh, winning uh, by one point, you know, 120 to 119. Uh, I had a great time watching that game yesterday. It was just they, uh, the last shot, KD. Uh, you know, the uh, turnaround jumper he had at the top where his foot was on the line last yeah. year. Well, he, they did the same shot and he 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 almost made that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's a, I might go. I'm, I might go replay it just because. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, nah, for, um, for the heat. I'm, now, if we're talking about who's going to guard, like who's going to guard who? I don't I don't see anybody really uh, locking down Katie at all. I see the best thing I can see for the heat is them maintaining a good pace if they gain control of the game. But. The thing is, they got to gain control of the game. I don't really see them taking control from the Nets early on. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> I, I I just think that um, between the Heat and the Bucks, I'm I'm not sure. I, I believe in the 76ers to uh, keep up with uh, the Nets. Uh, I, I think when if the Nets are at, at full swing and the 76ers are full swing, I, I might have to take the Nets in that one, to be honest. Yeah, no, I would still go with the Nets against uh, the 76ers. I just think that they, I feel like they have the pieces to do something. That's all I'm really saying about the 76ers. You know, if they were to do something crazy, I wouldn't be surprised. Is all I'm trying to say about them. Mm. They have the tools to make something happen. What do you mean by that? I, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, one thing I do want to get into uh, while we were still uh, you know, on the subject of uh, – you know, the playing tournament. And uh, I, w- I want to look at the other side of it. I want to look at who's not in the playing tournament. And, you know, okay, specifically, okay. I want to look at the Houston Rockets. So <laughs> moving forward, you know, who do you think like the Rockets like need? Like, like what, what do you think they need to address uh, come the offseason? And like, who do you think that they should keep on the team to build around? Man, they need to address the it depends on what philosophy we're going to stay with. If we're going to stay running small, if we're going to stay small, we need to get some actual shooters. But if we're gonna change up, then get some big men or get some stretch, get some stretch uh, forwards. You know what I mean? Who are big enough to rebound, but decent enough to, but athletic enough to run the court. So we need to really pick something and get good at it because we have found nothing. Like the best thing is that happened this entire season was Jalen Green getting better because he wasn't doing so well early on. So he got better, which is good. We got to see him grow. Uh, KPJ, which uh, we see him kind of, we see them mesh well together and become somewhat of a duo, and that's been cool. But other than that, I don't. We need to pick, <laughs> pick something to be something to be bad at, and pick something to be good at. 
you know, but we just chose them to be horrendous at everything. So that's stupid. Use your common sense. Like um, if we would go into the NBA draft and I'm I'm excited for the NBA draft, but I'm also terrified because, like I just said, I'm not trying to repeat myself, but we haven't chosen to be good at anything. So how can we help ourselves get better at something when we've chosen nothing to get good at? You know what I mean? So I'd say check from Gonzaga from Gonzaga is cool, but he's had he's a little guy. He's tall, but he's so he the weight, he's not big. And so it's like, well, what would he do in our system? Because we run small. Now if you're gonna change that and make it into like a somewhat traditional type of uh lineup, you know, average height, you know, for a guard, shooting guard, small forward, forward, and center. You know, if you're gonna change up and make it standard, then we don't necessarily have the pieces for that either. So yeah, I think the thing we just need to address is try to get good at one thing first. Make something up, get a foundation. That's what I'm really trying to say. How about you? Yeah, I mean, if they want to stick around and let's say just, you know, with with the pieces they have now, like I I want to look at who do I want to build with my team and then what what, what pieces will complement them best that, that will be available at the time. So, like, you know, obviously you want to keep Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood around. John Wall, if you can eventually, like, trade him or, you know, get something going on with him, Mm-hmm. More, more power to you. You, you, you obtain some capital for that. That, that, that that's cool. Mm-hmm. I, and you know, I, I think Jay Sean Tate is a guy that you should uh, keep around. You know, yeah, Jr. Somebody else that you, uh, the 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 Rockets need to keep around. I think those are guys that you know are young. They have a lot of promise, and they're they're, they're high energy guys. And you know, they they they, they showed out. And then also the uh, uh, Sanguine, the the center. That they just uh, got this year in the draft. Oh, yeah. so, Sengun is a baller. Like, Sengun, yeah, yeah. My, my, my apologies. Yeah, I, I always mess up his name. Oh, you, uh, you good? So you know, I, I think that those are guys that they should definitely build this uh, team around. Now, if you want to make upgrades, you know, possibly at you know, you know, at, at the four, you know, if if you want to slide, or excuse me, it'd be at the five if you, you want to have you know Christian Wood become more of like a a true true four, maybe you know get like a dominant big man or something. If you want to, you know, build your team in that more traditional style as you were talking about, or, Hey, maybe you can, you know, try to get uh, an elite, you know, three or another two, you know, maybe, you know, give Jalen green a little bit of a a burn at the, at the one or something like that. Or, you know, get, you know, there's options is what I'm trying to say. You know, they can build this team so many different ways as you were saying. So, uh, but those are the guys that I would really try to build this team around. Yeah. And uh, I agree with you. I don't know. Did you say moving Christian Wood? Yeah, no, no, no. Like, like, like having him be like a four and not have to like, you know, go play the five a lot or anything. You, if you get, if you wanted to decide to get a big man and you know build build a tall roster, mm. she, you would have a uh, Sangoon Wood and then another five. Like, hey, you know, that's that, that that's a lot of you know good height on the squad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so with that, like, yeah, if we're gonna move uh, Christian Woods to the four and you know make him a more traditional size uh, roster, then that's that's be great. But if we're gonna um, you know, keep Christian Wood a five. I like I, I like Sengun way more than Christian Wood now, even though Christian Wood had a, a a decent start here. I don't like his play. For me, he's a he's a bully and not in a good way. Like he plays well against smaller big men, people like who are smaller than him, not necessarily guys who are bigger than him. Um, Sengun, I feel like and I've seen he's not really afraid to get dirty up in the, you get to get dirty and get pressed on against bigger players. 
for a younger guy. And so I, lo- I love seeing it because he'll get better as he just matures in the league. If we were to move Christian Wood and not keep him at the four, I think being uh, making a more traditional size thing would be also be a good look. But if we were to move him uh, to a different team, definitely try to package him with uh, John Wall and whoever really wants him. You know what I mean? I think he can come in and maybe give you a few minutes or something. But uh, I definitely would package them together and see if I can get some kind of some kind of small some kind of vet small forward. You know what I mean? Some vet, uh, somebody not obviously not too old, but somebody who's been successful and some because this is a young a young team. A lot of people know how young teams work. Um, there's a vocal leader and then there's a talent leader. Usually the best player is usually going to be your leader, but if they aren't vocal, then you need a vocal leader. Like, you know, like the Warriors have Draymond, who's not necessarily the best player, but he's the vocal leader. You have Steph, who's not necessarily not the vocal leader, but he's the best player. If we can kind of create like something like that in the locker room for the Rockets, I think that would go a long way for the development, especially being so young. So that's what I would like to see. Hey, uh, what would you think about them trying to, you know, possibly snag Brandon Ingram? Brandon Ingram? <laughs> let's say, let's uh, say the Pelicans traded Zion. Tra- okay, say the Pelicans yeah, trade Zion. Uh, we're just going to just, you know, just blow the whole thing up. Okay. Brandon Ingram is on the market. Are you calling for him? Am I calling for him? Depends on what they want. I haven't looked up anything about how um, how Brandon Ingram is in the locker room and how he is with his teammates. He's a cool talent. Don't get me wrong. Um, he didn't necessarily become what everybody thought he was going to be, but, you know, it could be he just needs a different arena to grow in. So am I open to it? Yeah, because, you know, new faces can change, help change some things. But am I just jumping jumping at it? Nah, probably not. Uh, you know, I, I just thought of that name in my head, and I was like, you know what, I, I, I might try to call him. If uh, Zion, you know, they do trade him, be like, yo, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll send you John Wall. We'll give you back <laughs> if you want him. <laughs> we'll send you John. Hey, you know, and, and then we'll go from there, you know? <laughs> yeah. And see if, we make, see if we can make something shake. I feel that. And we're not even trying to hold everybody too long, man, since it's on Zoom, and this is going to be a lot of editing. No cap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, uh, hey, man, so we're going into everybody's favorite segment. Who's hot, who's not? <laughs> Sensational. Bro, go and tell me who you got for who's hot. Oh man, who's hot? Malcolm Jenkins, man. He he is hot right now because he just retired after 13 seasons, two Super Bowls, and you know, he was a staple on the New Orleans Saints and the Philadelphia Eagles, and then went back to New Orleans to finish off his career. You know, three-time Pro Bowler, second team all pro guy, had over a thousand tackles, 24 fumbles, eight. Defensive touchdowns, which I think is his most impressive number. 21 interceptions. Have yourself a career. Enjoy retirement, man. Thanks, man. The break room wishes you well. And, you know, speaking of the break room, you know, the break room talks about a lot of things. You're in the break room, so you can talk about work, sports, haircut, fights, fights that didn't happen. You know, um, so a lot of people know about the Oscars, what happened. So, yeah, on my who's not, obviously, okay, I got Will Smith, bro. Will Smith won his first Oscar and ended up, you know, if you haven't seen the video, it's pretty funny. You know who's got the hardest job tonight? Javier Bardem and his wife are both nominated. Now, if she loses, he can't win. (laughs) He is praying that Will Smith wins. Like, please. Lord, Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? 
was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Uh-oh. Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. Wow, dude. Yes. It was a G.I. Jane jump. Keep my wife's name out your fucking mouth. I'm going to, okay? <laughs> I can, oh, okay. That was a... Greatest night in the history of television. Okay. Um, because I'm just looking at Chris Rock. Like, what did you think he was gonna do? You know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure most people have seen the clip by now. But him just walking on stage, bro. What do you think was about to happen? I didn't think he was gonna slap, but I didn't think like. What What do you think is gonna? Happen? You think he's gonna go up there and give him a hug? Exactly. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> bro, what do you think it is? <laughs> like, bro, he was walking yeah, up to you real fast. Well, uh, he 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 from Philly. Come on now. You know what I mean? And I thought Chris was gonna do do something, man. He, he always say he, well, he from Bed Stuy, but yeah, that was so. Hey, you know, people gotta stop playing with Will Smith, man. People blow up eventually, and uh, Will just happened to be on the Oscars. So a lot of people thought it was fake. Did did, did you think it was fake or like pre planned, set up, or anything like that? Uh, for a second, because I was just like, ain't no way, like ain't no way. It's Will Smith, bro. Like, come on, like you know, I was just they, looking. They 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 they've been in the news and in the tabloids a lot, man. You know, because when okay, so I don't know. We don't know all the ins and outs of their relationship. You know what I'm saying? But at the same I time, don't wanna if, <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. If if you were to slap somebody, you know, there's a certain singer out there. I'm thinking of. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm August, just when you say it. Oh okay, okay, okay. I'm now yeah, August. August. I seen it, bro. Like you know what I mean? If you was to, you used to go. Bro, I saw anybody. A from uh, one of the, uh, oh, he was a linebacker, uh, I believe. Uh, I think he was a linebacker in like the Broncos or something like that. He tweeted like, bro, Will Smith better than me to go up there and defend somebody else's girl. Facts. <laughs> like, ain't no way. But Will has been publicly humiliated, humiliated so many times by, uh, by Jada, probably unintentionally, but still, like, Bro, it's 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 rough out here, man. Like the memes have been just intense. My group chat was just blowing up with them, bro. Like it's it, it it's almost borderline like disrespectful. Facts, like, bro. I saw something like somebody made like some chewable. It was like, chewable tobacco. Jones. It was Draymond Jones. Oh, he's a D lineman. Oh, D line. But yeah, bro. Somebody had made like a a chewable tobacco. It's called Smackables. And they had Chris Rock and uh, Will slapping Chris Rock on as the logo. <laughs> like, bro, it's been ridiculous, man. I can't even. <laughs> nah, the, the, to be honest, the best one that I've seen. So I got one in my group chat that was the fish. Uh, I'm dead. I saw that one. I saw that one. Uh, <laughs> from, uh, uh, Shark Tales. From Shark Tales and yeah. then Marty. Yeah, and he <laughs> smacked him from Manigas. <laughs> <laughs> that one was great, bro. Like, oh my goodness. Oh, dude, that's funny. But yeah, bro. Oh. And then uh, there's an attack on Titan one where like Aaron's looking over a uh, Will Smith's shoulder, talking about. The- <laughs> 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 hey, bro, that that scene from Attack on Titan it, that like they've been using that so many gifs. I say gifs means. Oh yeah, gifs. Yeah. Don't 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 be messing with Tupac. <laughs> Tupac with a shadow. Oh dear, bro. They 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 said this how August I've seen it did her. Got a plunger on the back of a bald woman head. Alopecia, ladies and gentlemen. Thank I, you for tuning into the break. I could 
I couldn't even take that. I don't even know how he like takes that on a day to day basis. <laughs> hey, uh, if y'all want to see that picture, man, hey, DM Evan. Evan Schumar TV, follow me. But hey, yeah, man, that's been all for this episode of the break on episode 43, uh, quatre y tres. No, quarenta y tres. There we go. Yeah. Hey man, so that's that's been all for this episode. Y'all take it easy. Follow us on the break room HOU on Twitter, the.breakroom.podcast on Instagram and the breakroom podcast one on Facebook. Um check us out on we're everywhere on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Anywhere you get your podcast from, you can find us. Send it to your partner, your friend, your sister, your girlfriend, uh, your sneaky link, whoever it needs to be, your grandma, your cousin. Send it to your everybody. ex. Ex, everybody, man. So yeah. Follow me next at, to your next. Hey, all of it. Follow me at three dot the last underscore king. Follow me boy Evan at Evan Schumar TV. And that's been all for this episode, man. Y'all take it easy. Custom the things, custom the wings. I had to custom the vibe, custom the link. Cover the back of the line, front cover magazine. Cover your eyes. Cut it up back in the V. Yeah, I came in street. Just like the Travis and Jean.